Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone's week is going so amazing. I have to tell you guys about what's new with me. Not a whole lot, but I just want to share my weekend with you guys because it was such a true city weekend for me, which is something that I have been craving since I got here. It was honestly really simple, but there were small nuances to it that just made me feel so, so happy. On Friday night, we hung out with some of our friends here, which was so fun. Just fun to go out, fun to experience Chicago at night a little bit more. But really what I want to talk about is Saturday. I had the most fulfilling Saturday that I feel like I've had in such a long time. I feel like I was well rested. I got up in a really leisurely way. I started watching a show that I am obsessed with right now that I'm obviously going to talk to you guys about. I made myself a really nice breakfast. Then after that, I walked to go get coffee. I walked downtown. I did some shopping. I was just immersing myself in the city. And it felt so nice, one, to be able to walk anywhere that I wanted, but two, just to be in a city environment, have so much life around me. It was also a gorgeous day in Chicago, which definitely helped. It was just so enjoyable. I got to pick up a new fashion item that I'm going to talk to you guys about a little bit later too. Overall, such a great experience. So much fun. I walked home along the shore. And then later that night, me and my boyfriend went out to an Italian restaurant. Again, super close to our place. It was just an all-in-all perfect day. And then I had a really relaxing, no-plan Sunday to follow, which is really one of my favorite things when you feel like you've had such a fulfilling, high-speed day. And then the next day, you can just chill. Do nothing, no obligations, just be That's my favorite kind of weekend when you get to experience both of those things, which I really needed to prepare me for this week, which has been extraordinarily busy, but that's okay. We're making it through as we always do. That's really all that's new with me. I hope that you guys have had a really good, fulfilling week. If it's been super busy, remember there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's almost the weekend. And as a little distraction for you, if your week has been super hectic, Here's this podcast episode to hopefully help you get through it all. Let's get right into what's hot. Both stories that I have this week are very entertainment focused. First up, according to Variety.com, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo to star in Wicked Musical for Universal. Grande and Erivo will portray Glinda and Elphaba, respectively, in Universal's big screen adaptation of the Tony-winning musical, helmed by In the Heights director John M. Chu. He has been attached to the project since February, and casting rumors for the film's two main roles have been swirling for months. Grande wrote in a message to Erivo, Dear Cynthia, honor doesn't even begin to cover it. I cannot wait to hug you. See you in Oz. Both stars are truly multi-hyphenated, with Grammy-winning pop star Grande setting her start on Broadway in the musical 13, and acting in shows like Victorious and Adam McKay's upcoming film, Don't Look Up. Erivo, on the other hand, is near EGOT status, having received a Tony, Grammy, and Daytime Emmy Award for her role in the 2015-2017 revival of The Color Purple. The prequel to The Wizard of Oz, Wicked, tells the story of everything leading up to Dorothy's arrival in Oz. In its original Broadway run, Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth portrayed frenemies Elphaba, who would become the Wicked Witch of the West, and Glinda, the Good Witch. With Broadway theaters reopening after a long pause due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Wicked has recently resumed its live performances. The Wicked film adaptation has been a long time coming, 
and was most recently stalled by Stephen Daldry's departure as director last October due to scheduling conflicts. Stephen Schwartz, who penned the music and lyrics to the Broadway show, is adapting the screenplay with Winnie Holtzman. Mark Platt, who produced the Broadway musical, is set to also produce the film. I personally think this is phenomenal casting. I love both of them so much. I feel like they're both going to be absolutely amazing in their individual roles. And also, I just loved seeing their interactions to each other on their Instagram accounts. On Cynthia Erivo's Instagram, her caption was, Pink goes good with green. And in the post, there's pictures of them FaceTiming each other and both of them just looking so genuinely happy. I'm sure that both of these are roles of a lifetime and honor to get. Also, while this is the movie adaptation, you are kind of following Inadina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth's footsteps, which are huge shoes to fill, both of them insanely talented. But these two actors are also both insanely talented as well. Both have incredible voices. I think it's going to be great, and I am so completely excited for this. We knew that this movie was on the horizon, but now that they've casted it, I'm just like, please, come out now, now, now. I need to see this. So everyone, stay tuned for that, and follow their Instagrams if you want to know more about it, because I'm sure they're both going to be posting as more comes out. Next up on What's Hot, and staying in that same entertainment lane, another casting story. From Deadline, Gal Gadot to play Evil Queen in Disney's live-action Snow White. Deadline writes, Gal Gadot looks to have found her next project that is sure to be the fairest of them all. Sources tell Deadline that Gadot is in the final negotiations to play the Evil Queen in Disney's live-action adaptation of Snow White, the one that started it all for the studio's legendary slate of animated features. With Mark Webb directing and Mark Platt producing, Production is expected to start in 2022. Man, Mark Platt is just producing all of these, apparently. A little bit more on Snow White. The original Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs cartoon based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tale was released in 1938. It was Disney's inaugural animated feature and became a massive success for the studio. Insiders say the live-action film will expand upon the story and music from the original. Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, the Oscar and Tony-winning duo behind La La Land, The Greatest Showman, and Dear Evan Hansen, will write new songs for the movie. A big reason the studio has taken its time on the adaptation is making sure it gets the musical right. Deadline further explains that while casting for Snow White was long and thorough, studio execs always had their eye on Godot for the role that started it all when it comes to classic Disney villains. Godot was also intrigued at the opportunity of joining stars like Angelina Jolie and Kate Blanchett, who previously played iconic villains from the Disney vault. After scheduling was worked out, a deal closed last week. Very exciting casting news all around. I love Gal Gadot. I feel like so many people love her after Wonder Woman. She's just such a great, strong character, and I feel like she could definitely portray that in an evil role and such an iconic role. The evil queen in Snow White is one of the top 10 evil characters, I would say, and I feel like she's going to do a fantastic job. I think it's also going to be really interesting to see her in a role that's not so heroic, so I'm sure she's up to the tall task. All these movies coming out with these huge stars makes me so, so excited. I just hope that we don't have to wait too long to get these movies released, because I'm trying to go to a movie theater safely, get some popcorn, get a drink, get some candy, and actually enjoy the movie experience as a whole again. I'm craving it so much, 
and I'm definitely craving it with these specific movies. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good because like I was telling you guys, I binged a show this weekend. I've pretty much been obsessed with it for days on end now. I understand the whole world has seen this show and I personally saw the first season of the show as soon as it came out. But then I was living alone and I was too scared to start season two on my own. So I got very behind. The show that I'm talking about is You. I know so many people are obsessed right now, especially because season three recently came out. I'm almost done with season three. There have been so many insane things with this show. If you haven't seen it yet, here's your summary. What would you do for love? For a brilliant male bookstore manager who crosses paths with an aspiring female writer, this question is put to the test. A charming yet awkward crush becomes something even more sinister when the writer becomes the manager's obsession. Using social media and the internet, he uses every tool at his disposal to become closer to her, even going so far as to remove any obstacle, including people, that stands in his way of getting to her. This show is so intense, you guys. There are some episodes that I'm just on the edge of my seat and I vocally express out loud like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. It's so good and you just want to keep watching episode after episode. There's so many things that unfold. I really don't want to spoil it because if you haven't seen it, this is a show that I feel like if you get a spoiler, it definitely ruins the show. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't have any spoilers of season two or three when I had watched season one, because again, I feel like everyone was watching. I will say though, that if you've seen season one and you were kind of like freaked out by it, season two and three are less scary and more like, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening, which I do wish that I would have known because I would have watched season two a long time ago. But now I am up to speed, only two episodes left of season three, Penn Badgley, is perfect for this role. If you guys are a Gossip Girl stan like me, I will say that when I started this show, it was a little bit difficult for me to separate the main character, Joe, who Penn Badgley plays, from Dan Humphrey, who Penn Badgley plays in Gossip Girl. It's just weird because this is one of those actors that you don't see in so many other things. So when you do see them in another really, really popular show, you kind of associate one with the other. It's kind of like when you see Daniel Radcliffe in any movie and you're like, why is Harry Potter in this movie? He's one of those kind of actors, I feel like, but that's probably just because I'm such a stan of Gossip Girl, but also he's absolutely perfect for this role. I really can't imagine anyone else playing his character, which is such a testament of how he's doing. It's like the perfect combination of insanely creepy and slightly charming which is definitely who this character is supposed to be and how he gets away with all that he gets away with. Definitely crazy, definitely heightens my fear of things like this, but I gotta say, there's also something very entertaining. There's something about humans, I feel, that just crave true crime type things. That's why those shows are so popular, you know, those staple shows. Also, true crime podcasts are wildly popular. I don't know what it is, I don't know why there's such a fascination there, but there definitely is one and I'm sure that somebody that knows way more about that could tell you why, why we think that way, why we find shows like this at all entertaining, but the truth is they are entertaining and the acting isn't half bad, 
The storyline seems very well thought out. So overall, I like the show. Again, it's binge-worthy, and there are only 10 episodes per season, so definitely manageable. If you haven't seen it yet, you need a new thing to watch, or you just want to be in about what shows people are talking about right now, this one is definitely a conversation topic across the board. So check it out, you on Netflix. Next up on what's good is a fashion item, the one that I picked up this week while I had my adventure walking into the city, walking amongst all the stores, all the people. I had the opportunity to walk in to Bloomingdale's. And in Bloomingdale's, honestly, there was a lot that I was thinking about getting, but I had to reel myself in and be like, Emma, you do not need a lot right now. If you find something that you feel like is an essential, you buy it, but otherwise, reel it in. So of course, I did find an essential item that I am so excited about that is now a staple. I have already worn it. I truly love it. And it is a herringbone blazer. It is the brand Lucy Paris. They were having a 20% off sale on it. So how could I not, you guys? Also, it is just so perfect for fall and winter. A cute blazer over a simple outfit underneath, either a cute little mini skirt and a bodysuit with some tights, or even some shorts with tights and a crop with some boots and a blazer. I love that look for fall and winter. It's so cute. It's black and white. Again, it has a herringbone print. I feel like this is something that I could dress up or dress down, put so many color combinations with it because the colors in it are so staple. I just felt like it was a no-brainer purchase. I love it. I'm so happy with it. And if you guys are trying to spice up your wardrobe a little bit this holiday season, just think about how much a blazer can add. Seriously, even if you have a cute little dress on, if you put a blazer over it instantly, sophistication. When me and my boyfriend went out to dinner on Saturday night, I wore it and I just felt elevated, okay? And you can too if you pick up a staple blazer as well definitely add it to your must-have fashion list. Last up for what's good, I have three songs for you guys. All three were on New Music Friday, which I love because that means they are new to me, new to the world, hopefully new to you, unless you follow New Music Friday very, very closely, and maybe you've already heard these. But if not, or if you just want my personal opinion from what was good on that playlist last week, here you go. First up, Hollow by Emmett Fenn and Shallow. Shallow is spelled S-H-A-L-L-O-U. Next, Miracle Mile by Houndmouth. And lastly, Home Videos by Clubhouse. All three really great and from some artists that I already really loved. So anytime that you have new music from some of your favorite artists, it's always very exciting. So of course, you can find them on Typically Peachy What's Good playlist on Spotify. Alright guys, last up for this episode, rounding it out with a need-to-know basis. This week has been an interesting one for me because I've been thinking a lot about looking beyond where I am currently now. I know I've talked a lot before about living in the present, appreciating where you are, appreciating the now, taking that all in and really living in it, but I also feel like there are points in our lives that feel a little bit like transition periods. And whether that be that you're in a new city and you feel like something is coming ahead of you or you're in a place at your job and you feel like maybe a next step is coming soon or maybe just something within your life that you feel like I should start thinking about what's beyond where I am right now. 
what's further on the horizon. Now, this is more just an open conversation about how I'm feeling right now about looking beyond. But I think that when you get feelings like that, craving something past the present, you shouldn't push that down. You should definitely listen to it. Because for example, if it's something like a job, maybe you have to ask yourself, what are those next steps? Figuring out what you want next is so highly a part of the process that that's pretty much step one. You need to almost get your ducks in a row to figure out what you want before you can even make concrete steps to getting there. And it's a process. It takes a lot of time. For me personally, I don't know what my next steps are, but I have a feeling inside of me right now like I should be taking steps to plan it. And maybe you guys aren't planners, okay? Maybe you guys are way more spontaneous and you just have a feeling and act on it right then and there. But for me, and I think sometimes for a lot of people, when it comes to big life decisions or big life movements, you do have to think about it for a while and you do have to plan out those steps. You guys know that quote, I'm not sure who said it, but the quote is, do something today that your future self will thank you for. That right there is the kind of mindset that I'm trying to put forward right now. While I don't know what's on the horizon for me, I'm trying to reel it in and think, what do I want for myself? What do I want to see my life as at the top of the year or three months into the year or six months into the year? I think asking myself those initial questions before a new year starts is really, really important. I think it is for all of us because I think a lot of times as a society, we use the year marker point to start something. But if you start thinking about what could be on the horizon and beyond before the new year, then you can start that planning process so that you can actually start it in the new year. How can you prepare your future self to where you want to be then? And to be clear, I don't have all of those answers. This is more just a conversation for myself and for you guys. If you feel like one, at the top of the year, you want to see something new for yourself. Or two, if you are just craving something a little bit more on the horizon. Because for me, I'm now in a place where me and my boyfriend have moved to this new city I'm really happy here. I'm really happy with the steps that we're taking. I'm in a great place with my family, with my friends. I love what I'm doing with the podcast right now. But even with that, there are some things that I feel like I would love to plan out now to be able to cultivate the things that I want in the future for this a little bit more. And that definitely extends over to my job. That's probably the biggest one that I'm thinking about. How can I get more out of what I'm doing right now? How can I feel more fulfilled in my job? What steps do I need to take? I think that's something that's always top of mind for me. I go through the day and I feel really productive and really proud of how I'm working. But I also want to make sure that I'm not just getting stuck in the routine of just doing the day-to-day. I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for something more when I want it. And whether that's just expanding your network all the time or updating your resume or seeing what other opportunities are within your same company, growth opportunities, any of those things are part of the planning process that will set your future self up. So I feel like this is a preliminary conversation. 
step one of many. I'm challenging myself, and if you guys want to do this challenge with me, please feel free to just look out on the horizon of your future. What do you see for yourself ahead of the marker of the new year? Where do you want to be a couple months from now? And to be clear, it can be a completely blurry picture. It can be a mirage in that horizon. You can see nothing clearly. That's not the important part. The important part is just having a conversation with yourself, maybe writing things down, anything that comes to mind. No thing is ridiculous either. I just want to put that out there. If you feel like in three months you want to achieve something that you feel like is unreachable, write it down anyway. Not just for like manifestation purposes, but just so you know yourself that you want to achieve that. Because sometimes I feel like if we don't put it on paper or we don't speak it out into the world, We don't think that it's a possibility, but everything is a possibility. And how you're definitely not going to get there is if you don't even believe that it's a possibility. So step one for all of us, let's just figure out what do we want. Let's just do the initial planning process for it. Because I think if you break it down to, to just the step one, it makes it way more manageable and way less daunting. Because anything that is a huge change, that is a huge shift, it can be really scary. And I think it also takes time to be decisive in the change. So if you start that process early, you start that process now, we're all going to be setting ourselves up for so many opportunities in the near future. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week recharge, spend some time with the people that you love, say something nice to a stranger, look on the horizon and beyond, and don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.